You're listening to Happy Hour Hustle, a bi-weekly podcast featuring the musings and witty remarks of the one and only Kim Bodie. We can promise at least two terrible jokes out of Kim and at least 10 minutes of incredible thought leadership from some amazing and influential guests. So grab a glass of iced red wine and join us for a wild ride. Here's Kim. Well, here we are, another edition of Happy Hour Hustle. Um, I'm going to start these out differently every time from here on out. So it'll be much more exciting. Like, it'll have to be all these different sound effects. I was like, what was that sound effect? Doesn't matter, it was terrible. Um, <laughs> so we are talking my one of my favorite things, topics, um, which is public relations. Um, that is part of, like, 100 years ago when I went to college, that was part of my degree. Um, it was, uh, I minored in public relations with a, gen- with a general communications degree. So we have Bree here today, who's our PR specialist. Um, we hired her because she's smart um, and slightly awkward. Thank you. So it makes me look less <laughs> awkward. And we're going to talk about um, finding stories that don't suck. Um, one of the things that we often chat with our clients about is, you know, what makes a good story? How do you know if you have a story? Um, not everything warrants a press release. And I think that's, you know, for the longest time, our clients would just, we would have clients that would ask us for a press release and it's like they almost thought it was like magic. Like if we wrote a press release and the media would come. And that's very, very different um, how it's done. I mean, press releases used to be faxed and we're not there anymore. So thank God for the digital age. But we're gonna talk about stories that don't suck finding stories that don't suck, why PR is so important for your organization, and also that it is something that is completely measurable and can be can absolutely have a return on investment. So, what's your drink of choice, Brie? We already know who you are, so what's yes. your drink of choice? Um, my drink of choice is uh, gin and tonic, extra lime, but currently I'm really obsessed with margaritas. Um, Which flavor? Because you said you like Luna's. Yes, I like, like just um, like the plain old regular classic margarita. With salt um, in the rim? Salt in the rim, yeah. Nothing too fancy. But I used to like I used to hate the salt in the rim and now I'm all about it. I'm I love it. it. I feel yeah. like it makes such a difference. It does. Like I didn't realize you lick it then take a, a drink. Am I yeah. doing it right? Is that right? I, th- yeah. that's, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I mean I genuinely hate tequila but I love margaritas so it's a very confusing. Yeah. Yeah. No tequila. Wow. I mean, are we talking like Jose Cuervo tequila, like when we were in college? Like all tequila, like yeah. any whiff of it, any smell of it, like it makes me gag. I Was it the way you used like to it. drink it? No, because oh. like my very first time ever having it, I instantly threw up and it was just like, oh. I think I'm like genuinely allergic to like the taste of it or something. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, you can drink it in margaritas. Yeah. Maybe there's just so much sugar. I just can't tell. That's probably what it is. Yeah. You're, you just went into sugar shock. Probably. Who's to say? <laughs> okay. So. One of the things we are obsessed about around here, and we did actually write this podcast outline like in December, and I would just like to point out that this is still going on, what we're going to talk about, which is house hunting. Um, so Ro and Rick are looking for a rental, a diamond in the rough, um, if you will. Uh, not Ro, sorry. Great, whatever your name is. Yeah, it's fine. Although technically Ro is house hunting too. Yes. Why don't you all three of you just move in together? But give me Lane. I want Lane. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So you you guys are both looking for a place to live. Yes. They're looking for a house to rent. I've been obsessively involved in this process, much more than I should be. So we're going to talk a little bit about it. I'm not going to ask you what your favorite part about house hunting is because I don't think you guys I'll like it anymore. It's all we'll terrible. Like any of it. I so have what do you want in a new place? What are your like top threes? Um, I think for me it's like location. I've like always lived in smaller areas. So Where do you live now? Being from Mount Pleasant, 
And I also now live in Allendale. Yes. Hold Did your, not go to hold your laughter. But just lives in Allendale. <laughs> okay. I'm going to explain myself here. Mm-hmm. When I first got offered this job, one of my... Um, she thought we were in Allendale. One of my friends, um, she was my <laughs> freshman year roommate. She just got accepted into grad school at Grand Valley. And she's like, let's live together. And I was like, perfect. Like, I don't even have to think about it. Like, it was just done. It just ended up being like perfect. Same day I got offered then the job, I just moved in. Across from a cornfield. And we're like, what did I do? <laughs> and then I realized that Allendale is really quite far away from Grand Rapids. That's not not right there. (laughs) Yeah, so a bit of an issue in the location department. So I think that's like my biggest one, Um, wanting to live in an area that's like walkable to downtown or like a quick Uber ride, something that's not like, you know, a 20 minute drive, so. Yeah, so that's one. Yeah, that's my biggest one. Other than that, um, I don't really have standards. I feel like coming from college housing, um, everything is better than nothing. I also did an internship in DC and I literally lived in a shoebox. So, um, oh gosh, yeah. How big was that place? And were you it was alone the or smallest were you? Thing. So I rented a room in a house okay. and, um, I was with four other girls. I had a roommate that would just like stomp around constantly. And I was in like the lower level. So I, all I could do is hear her constantly. I had a year and you're way too nice to have said anything. Yeah. I definitely didn't no, say anything. Yeah. Um, I had a full bed that was like in there and it was shoved against the wall and there was like a foot on each side. And like, that was about it. Like it was the smallest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. What was and, your favorite part about DC? Uh, there was just so much to do constantly. Yeah. So it was kind of also frustrating the first two weeks that I lived there. The government was shut down, so I wanted to tour like all the Smithsonian's and I couldn't even get into them. <laughs> I was like, this is literally just my luck. <laughs> okay, so obviously location and then, you know, you're not picky otherwise. No. Which really? I call nothing else. Yes. Well, okay. Like unless there's a window in a closet. I just thought that was strange. <laughs> Yeah. Windows are terrible. What's the house with windows? Yes, we toured a house. There was a window in the middle of the closet, which I did find a little strange, but you know, whatever. I will just say I have found houses for pretty much everyone who's asked. No, everyone who's asked me, I found a house. I have found Chelsea's house. I'm currently looking for Ralph. <laughs> Although there's not a lot where they would like their house to be. Um, we might just need to build. Um, I found you two homes, but yeah, you are... Just very indecisive. Yeah. There's just so many other pieces that seem to be involved in this, like getting a sublease, trying to get out of your current lease, like trying to move in in time with also putting a down payment. There's just been so many moving parts. Also, like trying to figure out the whole brand new year is coming. It's just, it's been a lot. It's been very Mm -hmm. stressful. Mm -hmm. And that's just like the last thing that seems to be Mm -hmm. on our mind. And then all of a sudden the time rolls around and they're like, well, you lost the house. (laughs) Oh, we took about three months to think about it. I'm just kidding. Nope, I'm not. Um, let's talk. Okay, let's talk PR um, because that's what people are really here for. Yeah. House hunting. Although I do find it interesting. Okay, so what would you say? So you you're you have you're out of school more obviously quite more recently than yes. I was. What would you say? Do you remember the definition of PR when you were in school? I feel like it was something about crafting and persuading public interest or something along those lines. Well, and you were poli-sci, too. Yeah, so I was a political science communication yeah. double major. So I only took actually one specific PR class, and it was only a two-credit class that I had once a week. So Alma College does not offer a specific PR major. Um, so all of my classes were more on the philosophy of like communication, not necessarily like what it means to be like PR. It was like the history of it. So we did like all of the Edward Bernays stuff, yeah. all of that kind of stuff, but it wasn't like what is PR currently in, 
you know, 2020. Well, and I would say too, like, and I found this, like, I think the best professors that you have when you are in um, college, especially, well, when it relates to something either digital or quite frankly, public relations, are those that are still working in the field. Um, because it has changed considerably. I right. mean, like I alluded to early on in the podcast, it's not, a, it's not a press release. It's not faxed. It's not a blanket thing that you send out to, to a hundred different people. Now, that's not to say that there aren't um, firms that are still doing it that way, but the way we work is we build those relationships with the media and we, we find the reporter and the publication that's the best fit for our client's story and that's what we focus on. Right. Um, and I think too, once you've established yourself more as, as you know, bringing them these great stories then they start to reach out to you um, and that's really, what, that really that's what PR should be a source for media. Um, and, and being able to do that as an agency just help, you know, that means our clients are more successful. Right, right. No, and I've definitely found that being here and getting a lot more of that experience, like kind of tag teaming off the relationships that you have and then building them on my own, um, like being introduced to someone over email and then being able to see them in person, get to know them, be like, hi, I'm the face that is like behind the email. Like, it's nice to meet you, have a conversation. And I feel like that definitely helps in all the PR well, and look, just look at what we did today. So we had an event for um, a client today and we had to get there. The event did start till 7.30. We were both there about quarter to seven um, because we had a uh, print reporter, a reporter showing up um, that needed to interview the head of the organization. Um, and then they needed to get that out of the way right away. And then, so, and then we were coordinating that, but then we also had a TV station show up that, you know, did not tell us they were going to be there, which is often kind of how TV works. Like, I mean, you'll never know until you see the camera walk through the door most of the time, yeah. um, unless it's in studio, but, um, which was great though, cause that's going to be amazing coverage. Um, but so we, we deal with that. Then we have another reporter that's coming and then we had a photographer that was there from another publication. And so you're really like herding cats. Right. And I think I, people, people used to ask me, um, or I still get asked this, what's a typical day in like public relations? I mean, what, if you had, a, if you were asked that question, what would you say? Just like so much talking to people, yeah. like every day coordinating things. I think that would be the most consistent piece. But after that, like nothing is consistent. Mm -hmm. Your day can change like on a whim, which is extremely exciting. And it's always something new, but it definitely can like take you in tons of different directions. Well, and it doesn't stop once the interviews happened either, right. because then we're monitoring for that earned media. And sure, we have we have um, tools that we use, but those tools aren't as accurate as literally us going or as, as timely, quite frankly, frankly, as us going and just monitoring that that you know where that where it's going to be published right. itself, um, and then once it's published, we read it for accuracy and do they need, does cha do changes need to be made, and then it gets sent on to the client. But when we send it on to the client, it's important for us that we we tie that our media back to data. So we look at okay, so if it was published on say the Grand Rapids Business Journal, what is their um, impressions that they get a month? What are you know their monthly visitors, and then then was that also carried over into one of their newsletters and then did, was that shared on you know Facebook or LinkedIn or any of their social channels because we monitor all of that too because that still accounts towards coverage um, so from it, we are way past the days of like you know looking to find it in a print publication right. or you know the newspaper the Grand Rapids Press and then you know people would determine the value of PR by column inches um, and then compare that to what the advertising cost would be 
um, if that article was, you know, essentially the size of that article was, you know, a, an ad or whatever. So um, it's it's so different. I mean, and now you have influencers, right? Bloggers, and so many different outlets, yeah, so many yeah. different channels, so many different ways to collect earned pieces of media, which are totally different. And Instagram stories, and there's just so many different ways that you can share people's message. Well, and I think what's another, you know, another thing that's important for people to know too, you know, um, so we do a lot of national um, PR here, but local local PR is just as important. And by local, we mean, you know, whether it's the area you reside in or whether it's statewide, it is just as incredibly important because until you're telling your story well on a local or statewide level, nobody on a national level cares. Right. Um, and we have um, an organization that we work for that's that we worked with for a couple of years. That's amazing. And they do national work. Um, and I think people think, oh, just get me into the Wall Street Journal or just get me into this, which, by the way, is a huge pet peeve for PR people. Don't say that. Um, <laughs> and I think what people need to understand is how long it takes for those stories or how often, yes. how long those stories are often in progress. Like, we just had an article in People magazine. That was nine months of coordination yeah. on our end. It took a really long mm -hmm. time. Yeah, I mean, you are – I would say – I joke that sometimes PR is babysitting, you know, like you're, you're, you're making sure you're, the sources are getting back or the, the, the interviewees are getting back to the reporter and then you're making sure that the reporter's connecting and you've got to, you've got to coordinate the photographer and then they're fact checking. And so do they have the right information or the context to do that? So I think what people don't realize is like, they think glamorous, they think sex in the city, you yeah. know, what was <laughs> yeah. her name? Kim, what was her name? Oh, um, oh. Oh my gosh! What was her name on S Samantha? Samantha. 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 I was just calling her by like her <laughs> actual name. Yeah, but Samantha. I think people think, oh, it's so glamorous. And trust me, when the People magazine article, which went online, also was in print, and then also um, was pulled into a, you know another outlet. Yeah. We celebrated, but as soon as it happens, it's gone. Right. And you think that's nine months of my life, and that's a flash in the pan. Yeah. It's a fleeting moment. Yeah, it it's definitely a very goes by fleeting moment. very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yes, it gets shared on social, yeah. but then all of a sudden, especially people, they pushed have so way. much other content yeah. that's coming through. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, it gets pushed to the middle of their feed, and it's like, wow, I had literally one, one or two minutes of, of this glorious time, and yeah. then all of a sudden, it's gone. Well, and you know, we have clients say, well, you know, how? So we got the media. Now what? And what I would, what our advice is, for one, it's you should always have an integrated approach in anything that you do. Um, so it shouldn't just be PR or that's it. You know, you also have to look at, okay, once that article is published, um, where am I sharing it? Am I putting it in, a, you know, in our newsletter? Am I, um, I, am I sending it to specific like donors or whoever it might be? Um, but I would say too, like take that information and put that on your website. You see a lot of people post in their, you know, their corporate websites as seen in or, right. you know, as covered in whatever. And I, and I do think that that's a way for the media to live on a little bit more. But again, you have to understand that public relations is an ongoing effort. Um, it doesn't, you can't just, hey, for a month we're gonna do this and then we're, we're out. Um, you should be working with PR professionals that are constantly finding those stories to tell month after month after month. Um, and you have to get creative about it too. Uh, we, have, we have clients that are very technical. We have clients that are more lifestyle based. Um, we get to work with 
influencers and that's really fun well influencers aren't going to work for a manufacturing company right you know so you have to you have to understand how to match it up and you also have to you have to trust like your PR firm is going to you know direct you the right way and also and I can't stress this enough you have to understand how PR plays into the bigger picture of integrated communications because if they're not all working together then really you're you're not getting your maximum exposure right I think a lot of it is timely too like a lot of people don't think about you know certain publications that that publish monthly they're thinking three or four months ahead mm -hmm. of time so if we wanted to do yep. something today about the spring that stuff needs to start being pitched to them now mm -hmm. so if you're trying to do it on your own that might not be something that initially comes to your comes to your mind yep. but they're thinking already about spring trends if it's a lifestyle piece mm -hmm. or something along yeah they're thinking lines. spring trends and early early winter right you know and and that's the thing too i think you know, it's hard for clients to wrap their head around that, but um, if it is a print publication or a magazine, it's a longer turnaround time for that, you know. Um, you have got to get the story in front of them sometimes two months prior to, right. you know, the when it's going to run. Especially for an event. So yeah. making sure that that stuff doesn't happen, you know, after yep. the event. So then mm -hmm. you can kind of build the traffic prior to yeah. something. What's your favorite story that you've got to tell? I really, really liked the Women's Resource Center story. Um, Basically, the Women's Resource Center had a wine, women, and chocolate event, and um, we kind of tied that into their Metallica program, which helps um, women that have been incarcerated. It brings them into the a, a welding yeah. program so that they come out of um, jail with, you know, this trade certification, and then that helps them get jobs following, you know, their release, which I think is super, super awesome. And I think there, that's an interesting thing to point out. We, we were brought in because it was an event that they wanted to promote. We knew the event, the event itself is not newsworthy and literally newsflash people, events are not newsworthy. So unless we're tying that event to a larger story, like the Metallica program that's in conjunction with Grand Rapids Community College, um, or, you know, like some of the other, we, we were able to spotlight some of the, the women that were in the program yep. and they actually spoke at the event too. And we got fantastic coverage, but again, because when you're thinking, telling a story, the most important, the, what reporters want to know is what's the human interest aspect? How is this affecting, you know, a certain population and is it unique? And it, is it, is it a story that others are going to relate to? In an event, it's not going to be that. But talking about these women that have turned their lives around is absolutely. Right. Yeah. And then getting to meet some of these mm -hmm. ladies, like, they are absolutely amazing. All they want is the best for themselves, putting their family first, mm -hmm. putting themselves first. And some of their stories were truly just heartbreaking. And it was so awesome to be able to share that with, you know, the rest of the community, get a lot of donations to the Women's Resource yeah. Center to help them to continue to fund this program. Which, by the way, you should check out the Women's Resource Center because they are a phenomenal organization doing phenomenal things here in our community. Um, and speaking, okay, so obviously you're, you are immersed in PR. What is, mm -hmm. so you talked about your favorite story. What's your favorite part about public relations? I think kind of the thrill, like this morning, like just like having all of this stuff kind of like come together you have been like building up to all of these things and then all of a sudden it's in action and you're like okay this is what I need to do this is what needs to happen at this time boom 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 and then all of a sudden you look back and you're like wow we just secured like three or four pieces of media within like two hours mm -hmm. and like to me that is so so cool it is such a rush and I mean it's like kind of a PR high I don't yeah, know if that's a it thing is. no <laughs> it is we should really go take naps because um, we were up very early I think you know I 
If there's one thing I wish people would understand or, you know, people had a better idea about as it relates to PR professionals is it is one of the most stressful things that you could, it is one, a very stressful for career. It's highly rewarding, um, but there are people that burn out and, you know, within it, within that career a lot. And, you know, you have got to take time for yourself, um, but you also have to take everything with a grain of salt. I mean, you're going to get insulted by journalists sometimes. You're going to get yelled at by clients. The story's not going to turn, you know, there are, there, are, there are fires that you're constantly trying to prevent. And then if it does happen, try to put out. So if you know a PR pro, just give them a hug. Just, <laughs> just give them a hug and tell them they're doing a good job because they really are working their asses off for you. And it is incredibly rewarding, the work that we do, but it's also incredibly incredibly hard and time consuming yeah you never understand how long like yeah. emailing takes oh. until you have to do yeah. like 20 or 30 emails just to coordinate like one segment <laughs> right um okay so we're gonna wrap this up because we could talk about pr for 100 years um a few 834 questions for you okay. rapid fire um <clears throat> favorite 834 dog phoebe it's not sarge weird no sarge sarge has bit um brie um, he almost bit me today. I had to jump on a desk. It's fine. <laughs> best team happy hour spot. Ooh, um, long road. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. I really like their lemonade. Yeah. Um, morning meetings or afternoon meetings? Morning. Yeah. Um, best overheard at 834 quote. I don't that know can if be said out loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris's, when he has his coffee, what did he say? He's. Um, He's traveling through time and space. Through time and space. <laughs> <laughs> um, best music to rock to? Um, While working. Ooh, I've been listening to Luke Combs lately, but that's not <gasps> because his concert's coming up. Are you and I'm going very to too? Yes, I'm so excited. How do so. not, how'd I know this? I'm very excited. <laughs> I am also going to this. So I've been listening to it like nonstop. We can force the whole office to listen to okay. it. Okay. Yeah, I think that's only fair. <laughs> I know that Ro loves country music. <laughs> um, best A34 memory? Ooh, Chicago, yeah. 100%. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um, all right, everyone, that uh, that officially wraps up our happy hour hustle um, on public relations. Um, we kind of went off track a little bit, um, but I do think it's important that that um, companies and, and listeners know that public relations is something that does take time, and it takes time to cultivate those relationships with the media. Now, once that's done, um, the media will continue to come back. And also, keep in mind, the media landscape has completely changed. Um, we're looking at more, less people doing even more work. So be patient. Um, I read something the other day um, on PR Daily News that was uh, less than 2% of pitches are picked up. So just keep that in mind. Hold on to that statistic. Less than 2% of pitches that are sent out by public relations professionals or companies are actually picked up and ran as stories. So if that doesn't tell you how hard it is, then I don't know what to say. Like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but um, public relations is one of the best tools I think that are out there to, um, you know, to really tell your company's story. But again, it has to be tied back into all your digital efforts and, and everything else that you do. Um, so thanks for listening. I've officially been hustled, Brie. How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty, pretty hustled? Good. Yeah, I'm feeling hustled. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. Until next time, we'll see you on the download. <laughs>